With the Saints playoff chances absolutely crushed, I think it's time for us to start looking ahead to the offseason and thinking what this team needs to do to be better in 2023. We're going to do that right here on the Straight Up Saints podcast. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast. As always, guys, the Straight Up Saints podcast is brought to you guys by DraftKings Sportsbook, and this particular episode is sponsored by Birdsall Law Firm, the official injury lawyers of Boo Crew Media. They're located at 918 Poitras Street by the Superdome, and you can give them a call at 504-523-5413 if you or someone you know has been involved in an accident. Make sure to mention Boo Crew Media when you guys talk to Birdsall Law Firm, the official injury lawyers of BKM. So... If we're going to have a very, I'd say, reasonable off-season type of prediction show and, and kind of just go into what I think the Saints need to do because obviously they need to get a whole lot better next season if they're going to vie not just for a playoff spot but just for us to feel like, hey, this team's got a chance on Wild Card Weekend, things of that nature, I think we have to start by addressing kind of the elephant in the room. And that elephant in the room is whether or not Dennis Allen will be back. And I know for a lot of Saints fans – including myself, I'll gladly raise my hand in all this and admit what I've said throughout the year. I've been harsh about it and said the Saints need to get a new coach. And I've said it so many times that if we just go back and probably look at my old episodes, you'll probably find about one moment in five straight episodes where I'm like, Saints got to fire Dennis Allen. Saints have to fire Dennis Allen. Now, I don't think they will. Uh, I just don't see it. You're already seeing some reports about him most likely staying. So we're going to do all of this, talking about what they need to improve, what I think they should do in the offseason. All of that we're going to talk about under the assumption that DA is back to make it the most realistic possible offseason wish list that we could come up with. So let's start off with that, right? We're going to start off with DA, him coming back. What's the first thing I would do for New Orleans? Well, it's something that I actually mentioned after the Saints game against the Eagles and I'll probably mention it a couple more times till it gets done. The Saints need a new offensive play caller. There's a variety of reasons you could go into this one, kind of a change of pace. They could use a new uh, voice in the locker room and in the coaching staff. I think they need to get a whole lot more creative. On the offensive side of the ball, you could think about the way they underutilized Alvin Kamara, the way they kind of went away from Taysom Hill when it would work, and then when it would work, they'd kind of be stunned that it worked, and that was the craziest part to it. Um, you could just go over the fact that the predictable runs on second and 10, not being aggressive. And I think that's kind of a category in its own. And I'll probably go on a sub rant in just a second about that. But I think the first order of business has to be a new offensive coordinator, right? Because if you're going to bring back Dennis Allen, you're going to sell people on another year. You're going to need to make at least one change, not just to please fans and make sure that it's like, oh, we're kind of hearing, you know, I think you need to make one to be a better football team. And I've said this a million times. If Dennis Allen's ever going to have a lengthy coaching stint in the NFL, I should rephrase that a lengthy successful coaching stint in the NFL. He's going to have to get an offensive coordinator who he can rely on and say, you got that side of the ball. And I don't think Pete Carmichael's that guy. And maybe something changes. Maybe I just don't see it right now. So that's where I'm at with the first thing. I think the first order of business getting I know it sounds harsh, getting Pete Carmichael out of there, bringing in a new offensive mind. That would be the first thing. Now, the second thing, before I get into that, because this is when I really get into roster constructions, I have something that's, that's kind of a little bit of a message for Dennis Allen. And it's not a, it's not a harsh message. It's not something that I'm just going to, you know, kind of just get it off my chest and start ranting about. I think it's something that if, if the Saints can do this next year, it'll win them at least one additional game. 
And that is being more aggressive. And I know it sounds so corny, right? I'm sure there's some of you just sitting there getting ready to do the be aggressive chance. But no, wipe that all aside. If I think about the Bengals game in October or the Buccaneers game on Monday night or even the Eagles game this past weekend, there's so many moments where I think the Saints do a poor job of managing the risk, the reward, how much going for it and not going for it changes the outcome. And I think last week's game against the Eagles is a good example. It's fresh in our minds, and, and it actually is the perfect example of what I think Dennis Allen's got to get better at. The Saints are up 10 nothing. They're on Philly's two-yard line. It's fourth down. They trot Will Lutz out there to kick a field goal. Will Lutz makes it. Of course, he's not going to miss a 20-yard field goal. Score goes up to 13 nothing. In that moment, when your defense is playing well, when you have a chance to go up 17, you go for it. Because... 13 nothing sounds great. If you give up two straight touchdowns, all of a sudden you're trailing. As opposed to if I'm up 17 nothing, two touchdowns, I still got my field goal lead. But it's not even the numbers game. It's the common sense thing. Saints defense dominated Philly in the first half. Absolutely dominated them. If you got stuffed at the two-yard line, the one-yard line, you're telling your defense, just don't give up a 99-yard scoring drive to Gardner Minshew. I think they would answer that call. Rather well. And those are factors and ideas and stuff that I think Dennis Allen has to do. Because everyone says, hey, he coaches scared, he coaches scared. You're probably right. I think that's a fair assessment. There's times where he coaches scared. But my thing, my way to look at it, I want to see Dennis Allen next year coach like his job's on the line because it's going to be on the line. So I want to see that energy. I want to see that aggressive nature. And I think that aggressiveness, those kind of fourth down judgment calls, so many of them this year, Saints are like, yeah, we'll punt it or we'll kick the field goal. I'd like to see them up the, we're going for this thing. They did it against Philly in the first quarter. And I was just not just stunned. I, my, you know, wanted to shed a tear. I was so happy about it. And then they went back to the same thing about playing it safe. And I'm like, you're under 500. You got nothing to lose. Conventional wisdom says go for it. Worst case, they got to drive 98 yards down the field. I want to see that get better. Now, that was my little sub-rant to this whole four things that I want to see them do this offseason. So let's get back on schedule. So we did first, which is get a new offensive coordinator. Let's go to number two. This is a very important one. and This one also falls on Dennis Allen. Go get your quarterback that you want. I don't care if it's Tom Brady. I don't care if it's Derek Carr. I don't care if it's bringing back Jameis Winston. I don't care if it's, you know, going after Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't really care. It could be Geno Smith, whoever your quarterback is. Go out and get them for a lot of reasons. But for starters, it could be your last year as the head coach of Saints. Go down with the guy that you want leading the ship. And I think that for the Saints this year, Jameis was not the guy. Andy Dalton was not the guy. And I know people like to have this debate on Twitter about who deserved to be the starter and whatnot. And we can have those for days. It doesn't change what I just said. Neither quarterback was the guy in Dennis Allen's kind of reality. Remember, they went after Deshaun Watson. It was a miss. So that was their next best plan. And I think for New Orleans, in an offseason where Derek Carr is suddenly available, in an offseason where a Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be a free agent, a Tom Brady's a free agent, there are some intriguing prospects in the draft, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, uh, Hendon Hooker. I'm not mentioning Bryce Young and CJ Shroud because they'll go top five. Go get your guy. 
and it works both ways. If you're losing, you're going down with your guy. That's who you chose. And if you're winning, you look like the smartest guy in the room. But most importantly, you shake up a quarterback room that I think needs to be shook up in a major way. A major way. The worst thing you can do is bring this same quarterback room back. I think you could bring one of the two back in Winston or Dalton. I don't think you could bring both back. I just don't think it makes sense to run this thing back completely. And I think Saints fans are going to lose their minds if that's what happens. So number two, get yourself not a quarterback, your quarterback. And again, it could be Derek Carr, the guy who in his first year drafted the NFL, Dennis Allen was head coach. Maybe that's it. And I'm just telling you from now, I'll have a video on Derek Carr in a little bit, probably in a couple of weeks from now. Let's let this offseason marinate a little bit, but I'll have something there for sure. But it could be something we didn't think of. Maybe it's Jordan Love in a trade. I don't know. Just go get your guy. So now we're off of number two. Go get your offensive coordinator, a new one. Get yourself your quarterback. Let's go to three. And I think three is where way more manageable, and I think the Saints have way less excuses than anything else. And that, keep two key free agents. And those two key free agents, Marcus Daff, no, I'm kidding. It's Caden Ellis and Jawan Johnson. Now, I think going into this season, a lot of us would have thought about Marcus Davenport, whether you pay him, do you let him play it out, see what happens. Well, the Saints kind of are so far winning that battle because if they do bring him back, it's not going to be all that expensive because he hasn't really produced this year. But the Saints the last couple of seasons, particularly the last two off seasons, we've seen Trey Hendrickson go out the door. We've seen Marcus Williams go out the door. Marcus Williams, we all wanted back. It just didn't happen. Trey Hendrickson... We were like, is it a fluke? Is it not a fluke? And then, uh, yeah, it wasn't a fluke. He's a great defensive end. He's producing with the Bengals year in, year out. He's legit. There's this debate to be had about Caden Ellis. Is he a starter? Is he a high, you know, upscale backup with upside that could be a fringe starter? I think it's kind of unfair to watch the way the last two months of the season have unfolded and be like, hey, I don't want that guy back. No, no, no. I want Caden Ellis back on the Saints. I'm tired over the last two off-seasons of seeing them lose two young impact defensive starters. I'd like to see them bring Caden back. Now, let's get into the numbers here because I think Caden Ellis' numbers this year are otherworldly compared to what you may have thought he would have had, what I may have thought he would have. We got 76 combined tackles, seven sacks, and two forced fumbles. Those are good numbers, very good numbers. But it goes a step further. He had one sack through the first eight weeks of the season. One sack. So over the last eight to nine weeks, Caden Ellis has been not a solid starter, a high-level starter, because remember, the door opened up. Pete Werner got banged up. They started playing him a little bit more. They saw what he could do in blitz packages. And Caden's balling out. You can argue he's in the prime of his career. And I think the third thing, and this is the most important part, we all love DeMario Davis, right? I would say he's the second greatest free agent signing the Saints have had minimum the last 20 years, maybe lifetime. He's getting older. He can still play, but you're starting to see he isn't the DeMario of last year, two years ago, where it's like every single play, it's like, man, who came up with that stop? Yeah, go figure, number 56. He's still making good plays. I still hear his name on Sundays. I still see him shining in certain spots, but he's getting older, and I think it would be foolish of the Saints to kind of think, we don't need a plan post tomorrow. We'll figure it out when that day comes. No, you can figure it out now. You can go into next season and the season after that and the season after that talking about Pete Werner and Kane Nelson, what you can do if they're both healthy. And 
for a position group that the Saints have struggled for years at linebacker, to say you can close that up, that's part of the equation. So keeping Caden Ellis. But I said it's kind of a two-parter for number three that they have to do. Retain Jawan Johnson. Now, Jawan, restricted free agent. I think it's a little bit easier, especially because he is restricted. But what a hole it would leave them at tight end if he were to leave. Because Jawan Johnson has really elevated his game this year to the point where he is a legit tight end. I've had a bunch of people ask me on live streams. I've had a bunch of people talk about it on Twitter. Is he legit? Is he a, a touchdown merchant or whatever people like to use as the word? I don't know. I just look at the numbers for him, and he's got 41 catches, almost 500 yards, and seven touchdowns. Travis Kelsey, for the last couple weeks, has been the only tight end with more touchdowns than him. I believe Kittle's finally caught up, and obviously Kittle's a world-class tight end. I think for Jawan, this is his second year as a tight end. He continues to climb the ladder. That's great news. But even if he doesn't, right? Let's say the next year of improvement, Jawan's not as drastic as last year to this year has been. You're not taking 500 receiving yards, seven touchdowns, 40-plus catches at the tight end spot. You look around this league, there are not a lot of good tight ends. There, there aren't, you know? You can name on at least one hand the tight ends that you would go to bat for. And after that, you're picking and choosing your favorites. You are, you know? Think about how tough this position group is. We went into this year talking about how Kyle Pitts could be a machine, and people left the season talking about why did Atlanta draft, draft him top five? Like, that unfortunately is just the nature of tight end and, and, and the way that position has kind of depreciated over the last couple of years. So bring Caden Ellis back, bring Juwan Johnson back. That is my number three. So let's just recap real quick. New offensive coordinator, Dennis Allen gets his quarterback, resign Caden Ellis and Juwan Johnson. So number four, what's number four? Is it expensive? Is it not? It's actually the least expensive thing on this, this kind of agenda. Get younger at running back. I didn't say go sign someone. I didn't say get immediately better. I'm saying get younger at running back. And I don't care if it is, you know, Tajay Spears from Tulane. And and trust me, if it's Tajay Spears, I'd be pretty happy about that. I mean, this kid is, I feel like elusive doesn't do it justice for his game, but he is special. And I think that would give you that injection of youth you need. But it could be Jameer Gibbs from Alabama. It could be Deuce Vaughn. From Kansas State, the running back from Syracuse, Tucker, is another good back. Obviously, Blake Corum from Michigan, someone that people like. I don't, I don't have a preference, and I, you know, I might as the draft season comes along. I'm sure I'll develop a preference, but running back is a group where you will find steals later on. And I always think of the 2017 draft where CMC was first round, Fournette was first round, and again, Fournette respectable back in CMC. I mean, the guy went healthy as a Hall of Fame caliber running back. But think about who was taken on day two and day three. And, and you look at that draft board and you go down and it's like, okay, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt, Aaron Jones. These guys are day three picks. And then I'll go a step, uh, day two picks. I'll go a step further. Austin Eckler's in that draft class. But you didn't hear him in round one or round two or round three or round four or round five or round six. Like you can find talent at running back in the craziest of spots. Now, do I think the Saints got to go back to the undrafted free agent uh, market? No, I mean, you can only strike gold so many times. They've done it a million times. I, I, you know, they could push their luck if they want. But again, whether it's day two, early day three, just go find yourself another running back because Alvin Kamara will probably miss some games next year due to the suspension. But even if he doesn't, you need an upgrade over Mark Ingram. You need an upgrade over David Johnson. You need an upgrade 
over Dwayne Washington. So RB2 is an absolute need, and I think the Saints are going to have to address that. And I think they will, but it's a position that's really exciting, right? We saw what Kamara gave the Saints in 2017. Are you going to have similar production? No, but a young running back can give you life. And I just think about what happened with the Jets this year, early in the season. Brees Hall is the rookie of the year contender, balling out. He goes down. Jets really, not only offense didn't look the same, the team didn't look the same. He established himself as such a big part of their identity as a rookie, which, again, what we saw with Kamara in 2017. So go get a running back in the draft. Get younger at the position. Get faster at the position. Get cheaper at the position. Just get more depth. It's not a good group right now outside of AK-41, Alvin Kamara himself. So fascinating to see what happens there. But before I go again, quick recap. I want a new offensive coordinator. I'd like to see Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo or Tom Brady or you know Jordan Love or whoever in the room. So go get your quarterback. Get Caden Ellis and Jawan Johnson back to New Orleans and get younger at the running back position. Is it unrealistic? I actually don't think it's that unrealistic. Quarterback spot's going to be so difficult to figure out. But there are things that the Saints have to do. And if they could do some of those things, if they do all of those things, hopefully, then you're on kind of the path to redemption. But until then, you're kind of floating in that, you know, no man's land. So I'm curious to know what you guys have to think. I mentioned my four things the Saints should do this offseason, and there's more. Beef up the D-line. Get better at safety. Younger at safety. But those are the four top things for me right now that are through, kind of going through my head. That's, that's what the, where the gears are landing on as they're spinning. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be a fascinating offseason. Got one more game coming up for the Saints against the Panthers. I thought about doing a review. And then I sat here and I was like, I hate the word meaningless game. I, I, don't, even, I don't think any football game is meaningless. There's something for us to talk about. But I didn't think that you guys were going to be fascinated in a breakdown and matchups to watch in a game that, that has no playoff implications. That's probably the better way of putting it. But I will have a recap after it, of course. There'll be the final recap of the 2022 season. And then we are going full steam ahead into off-season content. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be a little wild. You might disagree with some of it. You might agree with some of it. We might both disagree on it and say, hey, we just wanted to talk about it. I don't know what the case is going to be. But you make sure you stick around for Straight Up Saints and Boo Crew Media's YouTube page. So if you're not, make sure you subscribe from now. Hit the notification bell if you want to get alerted for new videos like this. And again. The season's been a blast. I'll have a little bit more of a kind of parting message after week 18. But for now, I'm just going to say I'm going to keep my fingers crossed and hope that we have an exciting offseason in New Orleans. But that's going to do it for this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast, the destination for the Houdat Nation. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast.